Green on go. See, Jay, we did a test, but I didn't even listen to it. Well, what was the audio like? Perfect. As always, <laughs> every week's perfect. Every week Half is perfect. one podcast we recorded, that wasn't perfect. There was one color podcast we recorded, <laughs> which was terrible. We had to re-record. Yeah. So, it happened one time. There we go. So, we're not bad. And it's change of location, everything else. I and we tried to test last week, and I hadn't even plugged my mic in. <laughs> good today. <laughs> you tried to test once, and you turned your mic off. Also good today. <laughs> I'm just looking at the mic. <laughs> we're getting there. I'm making sure. With this cowboy podcast. Progress every week. Yeehaw. So, episode 42. Yes. 42. 42 of Best Than Average Podcast with Chris and Jay. And that's it. <laughs> Just that's it. <laughs> yeah. Just um, that's Ross. Ross is coming <clears throat> next week. So, we're, we decided we're going to get Ross back on to talk about some some of the UFC stuff that we've been talking about. Um, I'd like to ask him about what he thought of Mackenzie Dunn's fight. Yeah. Uh, what he thought of the striking. Because um, obviously we talked about it last week, but I think it would be interesting to get his perspective. Yeah. I want to talk about um, Haggerty's recent match, uh, the sort of tie boxing versus kickboxing thing, because that was quite cool that one championship did. Loads to talk about with Ross. Yeah, that's cool. So I will to that. probably check out that conversation. Check out. Yeah, you guys can have that conversation. I'll have a little sleep. And I'll just, I'll work or something. <laughs> You, you're an afternoon nap guy, aren't you, on the quiet? Yep. Yeah. I had a 10-minute afternoon nap yesterday. Yeah. So refreshed. So how many hours of sleep are you getting? At night. At night. Six. You only get six hours? No. Don't you go to bed at like eight o'clock? No. What, what time do you go to bed? At 10. And you get up at? Mm, between four and five. You get up between four and five? Do yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Stuff to do. I get up, have three coffees. <laughs> three coffees three by five o'clock in the morning. By five in the morning. <laughs> do some work, put out a post. Uh, and then off to work I go. And then you go to your first PT sessions that you do tend to be what, six in the morning? Six in the morning. Okay. Apart from today, which was S&C. Yeah. I think there is a psychological break. There's like, people have like a threshold, right? of what they consider to be too early. And I think before six, people think it's too early. So if, if you run a jujitsu session, whenever you look at, I listen to like quite a lot of jujitsu podcasts and um, often people talk about 6am sessions. You don't hear anybody talking about half five sessions. No, but I'll tell you who wants a five session is Nigel. Nigel? Nigel, because he starts work so early. He wants a five o'clock session. Five in the morning? Yeah, it's like, well, you'll be the only one there, mate. Some people could go to it before they go to bed. <laughs> I know, right? Five in the morning is so early. Yeah, it's really early. Um, when I worked on the market as a 13-year-old, I used to have to be waiting outside my house at five in the morning oh, to God. get picked up. God, the, the trotters. The trotters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking back, I loved that job in a way. <laughs> I love I love the market like atmosphere in the morning. Would you still would you work in the market now? I think I could do it. Yeah, I could do. It. What is that noise? I don't know. There is something happening. Someone might be drilling into your uh, house. I mean, that's loud, right? <laughs> sounds like a cutter of some sort of. It sounds like hedges. someone's. It sounds like in those movies where they're cutting a hole in a safe or something. <laughs> it's like it's pretty loud. I don't think anyone's cutting a hole into the house. We haven't even got a guard dog. He's <laughs> no, Herc's never here in the uh, on a he, Wednesday. No, he's off a doggy daycare, mate. Yeah, yeah, he's off a doggy daycare. So we have uh, nothing to talk about this week. There's nothing well, going on, mate. Nothing going on in the world. There's stuff going on in the world that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> The world is such a terrible place. We don't place. care about your political views. I want to talk about, uh, I'll tell you what I do want to talk about, how America doesn't have any pandas anymore. Oh yeah, you mentioned this to me. This is a weird, <laughs> this is a weird thing that I learned this morning as I was listening to um, <laughs> the intelligence podcast by The Economist on the way in. I know what you're thinking, very highbrow. Yeah. But I ran out of podcast content. Really? I don't think there's a huge amount of podcast content out there. Oh, really? You so can anyway, to movie podcasts. Movies? Movie. No. I love movies. Why are you touching my feet? <laughs> Trying to <laughs> psych you foot, out. <laughs> Trying to psych <laughs> you out. So, Suck yeah. Suck me what? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
pandas. I didn't realize until recently that every single panda in the whole world is owned by China. Well, and I responded by saying pandas look Chinese. <laughs> so because they're owned by China, yeah. you have to have like permission to have one of the some of these pandas in like a zoo in your country. So depending on your relationship with China, you can or cannot have pandas in the zoo. So oh, that's why America has no... America's had them taken away. I'm like, wow, I mean, that's mad, isn't it? How do they take them away? Well, they'd say to them, we want our pandas back. And apparently they FedEx them. <laughs> I shit you not, that's what they said. Really? They FedEx them back. I'm guessing they don't put them in a box. No. But they put them on a FedEx plane. Wow. You know, like that plane from Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that would have been a better movie. Had he crashed with a load of pandas. A load of pandas. <laughs> I actually Wilson! Love, I actually love Castaway. It's a great movie. When Wilson when Wilson floats away, brought a tear to my eye. Oh my god. So I don't know many people that got attached to a volleyball. I, it's symbolic though, isn't it? No, it's literal. Do you don't think so? That didn't you didn't feel any emotion when Wilson passes? Zero. Zero emotion. Zero emotion. You're cold, man. Nope. I felt emotion when he saw his wife. <laughs> no, see I didn't. So there you go. You like the volleyball. <laughs> Oh, his wife's left him for another man. It's because he feels the emotion. So I can feel for him in that moment. Mm. It's like a... It's kind of... Because Wilson's a sort of figure of hope in his life, isn't it? I thought it was... No, what's his wife's name? Helen? That's I wife's don't name? know. Fuck knows. But her. She's the figure of hope. That's why he's got the picture. Mm, you think so? Yeah, Wilson's just... Um, he's going nuts, mate. Yeah, I'm bonkers. Doing volleyball. <laughs> Do you know what? I learned a life lesson from watching Castaway. What was that? Where he knocks his tooth out with that... Um, ice skate. Ice skate. I was like, <clears throat> you should not put off going to the dentist. <laughs> I, actually booked a, I actually booked a checkup. Really? After watching that movie, because I was like, fuck. That's you interesting. <laughs> you don't want to get to the point where you're knocking the tooth out with an ice skate. I used to listen to the old uh, Ricky Gervais podcasts. And there was, they, they referenced a show where what would you take to a desert island? Just take an album and like a luxury item. <clears throat> okay. And, uh, or, or, yeah, luxury item or something. I think Ricky Gervais chose an art book and uh, a tub of Novocaine. Apparently for, like, for What's Novocaine? numbing teeth, <clears throat> numbing oh, gums. Oh, okay. And Carl was like, well, sorry, and I got distracted. I see a helmet outside. A what? A helmet. I'm not talking about penis either. <laughs> oh, an actual helmet yeah, from helmet, yeah, that's yeah. from the uh, the what do you call it groundsman that you have yeah. outside the mansion that is <laughs> Casa de Swanson. Oh, there's loads of shit coming into my garden as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is super distracted. To be fair, mate, it's just flying over. I don't know if it's wrecking our audio. It's it possible might. that it is. I mean, hang on one sec, guys. If we're silent. It's, yeah, it's coming through a little bit, isn't it? <laughs> it's loud. Like, he's going to do this bit, then he'll fuck off down there. So, if you were going to a desert island, do you want yeah. to pause? Maybe just for a sec. <laughs> Wait out. Green on go number two. Yes, we're back, baby. We're back. So, matey boy who's doing the um, <clears throat> landscaping is <laughs> migrated down, right? Yeah, I need to just clarify. How many <laughs> landscapers do you have? <laughs> This is a conservation. Jay's got a, t- a conservationist. This is the conservation <laughs> bit of land. You've got to be a special type of person to have your own conservation. I just land. have a forest behind the house. It's not mine. <laughs> belongs to the people. It's not mine. I just use it for hunting elk. I treat it like mine, though. <laughs> there's no elk in there. There's, there's Chinese water deer, though. There's what? Chinese water deer. What's a Chinese water deer? Imagine. Is that a monk jet? Deer? Imagine a deer, tiny, look Chinese. Where's little hat? Is it the same as a monk jack deer? I don't know. One of the deers that looks... Okay, so I'm going to describe these deers. Okay. They look like a deer that's crossed with a corgi. They've got like (laughs) tiny legs. Right. But normal, almost normal deer-sized bodies. They're like dwarf deers. Jack deer. Uh, I had to look at it. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Are they the same thing? So you call them Chinese water deers? Are they not? So now I need to feel like... Hang on. They look exactly the same. They so exactly the same. I think possibly, are they different animals? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so possibly I'm right and you might be wrong then. Nah, mate. I don't because it seems unlikely that we have an animal that's roaming around in Tattenhoe 
that is called Chinese water deer. Yeah. Well, here's the first thing. The British Deer Society. <laughs> Chinese water deer. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to concede. Why are Chinese water deer in the UK? Why? No, that's the question. Because we nicked them. Are Chinese water nicking deer stuff the same as our, Nicking stuff is our superpower. Nicking stuff <laughs> and then giving it back. No, nicking stuff yeah. and then not not giving it back for their own protection. Oh, yeah. That's, that's our, that's our I mean, thing. We are responsible for some of the world's conflicts. There's one going on right now which we're mainly responsible for. We are responsible for a lot of things. But you know what? they got to grow up, mate. I don't think you can say that. I think I can. I think we're going to have to edit that out. Because <laughs> I think it comes across badly. <laughs> As Bill and Ted said. We'll leave the bit in where we be- say, wait, wait. Right. Green or go number we've got, three. We've got three audio files. <laughs> okay. So we don't normally edit the podcast, but. <laughs> I think it's fine. Jake. And I was going to say something that wasn't even controversial. <laughs> I was say, let's be excellent to each other. Jay was going to say Bill something that was going to cancelled. <laughs> More like executed. <laughs> By one particular group. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to steer you into less stormy waters. Mm. Okay. So Desert Islands, Jay. So this, this piqued my interest. So. We're saying that you've got to go to a desert island, you're cast away. Yep. Yeah. Um, what items are you going to take to a desert island? An entrenching tool. An entrenching tool? Mm-hmm. Or is that like a shovel? The shovel folds away. Perfect. Why does it need to fold away if you're on a desert island? Because it's handy to carry around. So you can carry it to wherever you need it. Yeah, really cool. Fold away entrenching tool I'll take. Because right. you can chop stuff with it, you can dig stuff with it. I can dig a hole for my poo. <laughs> For your poo. Poo, poo. You can poo in a sea. Hasn't really occurred to me that I'd need to dig a hole for my poo. Why not? Well, because I'm thinking I'd just have a place toilet. where I go to the go for a An poo. epiphany toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need a you need to shit in there, otherwise you'll draw other animals to it. Interesting. Mm. Draw other animals to which, your poo. Yeah, so entrenching tool. Entrenching tool. And you can maybe use that for killing animals as yeah. well. I, I mean suppose. you can have a poo in a sea, like a it's like a water birth, isn't it? Clean, I don't it's a clean think, drop. I don't think that's a good idea. What poo in the sea? Do they train you to do that? No. I was going to say we that sounds like a stupid thing. To we do. didn't really fight by the sea, <laughs> which is weird because we're an island nation, aren't we? I know, but there's no more coastal attacks. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, those pirates are coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So you're going to take an entrenching tool. Yeah, that's very practical. What would be your like luxury item that you're going to take for your own entertainment? I know star. what you're going to say. It's, Magazines. It's going to be a Firestar. You're going to say poor magazine. That's my luxury item. Firestar? Yeah. That's not a luxury item. It is. That's a practical item. Yeah, it's luxury. Mm. That'd make fire. <laughs> no. It's really hard to make if fire. If you said I'm going to take a log burner, that would be a luxury item. <laughs> yeah, that's a luxury. Exactly. <laughs> right? But that little Firestar, little flint thing. They're two very practical items. Yeah, that's my luxury I'm item. I'm going to say this. You're going to have You're gonna have to chill, choose the entrenching tool or the Firestarter. Oh. Which okay. one's more integral to your survival? Entrenching tool. You think so? You don't need the fires? Well, I can start a fire, but it takes forever. Yeah. And I need to find dry, dead wood. So... On a moist island. I'm assuming the desert island is moist. Whenever I assume people get um, shipwrecked on a desert island, it's always... Tropical. White, sandy, tropical island. Yeah. yeah? With yeah. tiny little pig animals or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Exactly okay. like, let's say it's the one from Castaway that Tom Hanks is okay, stuck perfect. on. He's managed to get home, um, but you're still there. Oh, I'm going to die on that island. Can I just say something about Castaway? Go on. That, like, I don't like. Okay. He keeps the one parcel to deliver, right? Yep. One parcel to deliver. I always think, what if they open that parcel and it's like a pen knife? <laughs> or something that would be... Or a satellite phone. <laughs> satellite <laughs> flare gun. <laughs> <laughs> It's a whole survival kit. It's a dinghy. Yeah. <laughs> you think, motherfucker. An outboard motor. I would have opened it. I would have opened it Because too. you could have opened it and sealed it back up. He's such a company man. <laughs> he really is. Except <laughs> he wrecks all the others. Because he opens some stuff out, he gets a dress. Doesn't he? But he had net in that dress, turns into some netting for some fishing. Yeah. And he found a uh, ice skates. Yeah. So your entrenching tool is the most important thing. Yeah. So how are you going to catch animals? Because you can't remember to do how to use a snare. Oh, I'm just going to chase them. You're just going to chase them? Club them to death, mate. <laughs> chase them with a shovel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw the shovel at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'll, uh, I think I, I think I could probably catch small animals like a rabbit. I think well, I could just still, with the entrenching tool. I think I could still have to do that. Um, but we'll see, won't we? Yeah. However, I might just go back into persistence hunting. Okay. Persistence hunters, man, just chase down the four-legged animal until they die from exhaustion, or I do. <laughs> what music are you going to take with you? Nothing. No music. No, no music. Because that's the question they always ask: What music would yeah. you have? Because this is what it was: Desert Island Disc. If you're like one album. Yeah. No, can't. I, who cares? No. Don't care about that at all. Don't care about that at all. No. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you've often said I'm not a music man. I don't need music on a desert island. Hmm. Yeah. I, remember, you, I used to watch Lost. Lost came out at the time when I was joining the army. I really liked it. <clears throat> Lost was really good for the first couple of seasons. Yeah. Until, and then it got all fucked up. Until they put so many things in it that they couldn't explain. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Spoiler alert. Like, why do they make these programs so complicated? Like, and, it's just unnecessary. Isn't yeah, it? and it's mad now, isn't it? If you if you describe it, there was some weird black smoke. For some reason, the lottery numbers were in there. Someone's lottery numbers were the same as some code to get in. And I never watched the end. Oh, do you know what happened? Um, I do. Oh, and I don't think you need a spoiler alert because if you haven't watched Lost yet, why would you bother? <laughs> no, but they're dead already, right? Yeah, they died in the crash, right? Yeah. Which is just, it's such a cop-out. That's those, and then I woke up movies. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I hate that. That's all dream. And then I woke up. Yeah. I don't mind, it, it softens the blow when they do that, then I woke up, but then there's some sort of like nod to the dream and then you're like, oh, it was real though because this thing has happened. Yeah. Sort of like that. <laughs> <laughs> Knocks my mic. <laughs> Hello. You see those reflexes though? That was pretty good, mate. Like a cat. It was pretty good. Oh, you did blink as you caught it. Like, ah. <laughs> like you just fired a gun. <laughs> so I'm exhausted this week. I was in Centre Parks all weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. What are you doing now? Big uh big Ryan family get together. Oh what family? Ryan family, loose family. Ryan. Oh, okay. Yeah. You keep touching my feet. <laughs> You've got massive legs, Chris. I'm trying to stretch. When I stretch my leg, my knee clicks. Oh, okay. that's good, isn't it? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good sign. That's a jiu-jitsu thing. Yeah. All right, center, which centre parks? Centre parks, Woburn. Yeah. It's not really Woburn, is it? It's not really Woburn. No. I don't really Bedford, know where it is. It? Once you're in there, it just feels like you're in the, the forest. middle of nowhere, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it just feels like a forest again. Yeah, it was really cool. They've got a really, really cool time. grass on top of one of their buildings that only grows to about an inch or two and it stops growing. Oh, really? Yeah, some sort of genetically modified grass. Genetically. I mean, that's what, that's what they had when um, it was being built. I don't know if it's still there. No. But that's what they have. When they put the grass, they, they've done this thing in Milton Keynes where they've put like um, uh, bus shelters with like foliage on the top. I hate that. I like it. I hate it. Yeah. Because they've sort of said, oh yeah, these are a um, like green initiative. But there's so many green spaces that they haven't put wildflowers on. Yeah. You think, why have you put them on this tiny piece of bus shelter? Well, you've got to start somewhere, mate. Well, you can't even mow it. You don't need it. It's genetically modified, mate. Yeah, but just put normal wildflowers on the grass verges and then mow them and then let them regrow. Well, you need to get on that environment council. But you know when you know when you're just like this is just a clear example of like virtue signaling. We're doing this to be like sustainable, but you're taking such a small area, doing something that's having zero impact when there are things that you could do that are actually genuinely going to be environmentally friendly. I think the difference here is this is the kind of thought process you might go through, right? You're thinking about the environment, whereas I'm thinking about, did I wipe my bum properly? It's quite itchy. <laughs> did you want what? Wipe my bum properly. <laughs> this is the difference. These are our problems in the this world. This is what's going through your head right now. <laughs> Sometimes. This makes it so hard to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of these uh, flushable wipes guys, right? Oh, they're not flushable. Yeah, but you flush them, right? All the time, right? <laughs> So we had a, we had I got a, I got to have my flushable wipes, mate. We had a thing where we had sewage coming up in one of the drains in the garden, right? And I was like, I got to call someone out for this. This is nasty. And the guy comes down and he is like, uh, "You've you've got loads of wipes down there." And he straight away said, "They are yours, by the way." I was like, well, "I wasn't going to deny it, mate. I use all the wipes." 
And he said, oh, yeah, he goes, most people deny it. I was like, why? They're my wipes, mate, and that's probably my poo on them. So why are people denying it? He said, oh, they just get embarrassed. But he goes, you can't flush the wipes. I said, what about the flushable ones? And he said, not even them, mate. They got to go in the bin. I said, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to carry on flushing them, and I'll call you again in a year's time. <laughs> <laughs> so how much did it cost to pull the, bring this guy out? 100 quid. Oh, so it's well worth it, mate. To use to have a clean bumholy the whole year round is worth it's it. Well, good. <laughs> I still want one of those hoses though that you get in the Philippines. Oh, is that how you do it in the Philippines, mate? So, <laughs> did I not told you, no. mate? So the day I landed, the moment I landed, I needed to go. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to drop the kids off. Mate, it was like eighteen hours later. Like, I am just like that. Mm. <laughs> I believe they call that the turtle head. The turtle head. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into the toilet and I could feel it was going to be a hot one. <laughs> one of those messy drops. You know the clean ones, the phantom poos? <laughs> Rarely. You know when it just goes straight out and it somehow goes down the tube as well, it just flushes itself. <laughs> you call those a phantom poo? Yeah, yeah. We, we have like, I, haven't, I don't need to wipe. And the poo's gone. I don't even need to flush. It's gone down, down the pipe. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so convenient. There aren't too many ultra heavyweights having those type of no. poos. <laughs> so I got to the Philippines and it was a messy drop. I was like, I don't want to be here for ages wiping up. So they had this hose, man. It's like a little water pistol on the side. <laughs> so I was like, man, I wonder how strong this is. So I tested it first. Strong. <laughs> really strong. So I thought if I aim it right, because I want to get it. I don't want to get them on my balls. <laughs> you know, so much more to clean up. Or spray it up your back. Or spray it up my back. <laughs> mate, they are so, so that's good. what it's for. They are so good, mate. Just clean out the whistle. That must get grim. Mate, it's cleaner. <laughs> what? But no, but what I mean is people using that hose, they must get like splash back. Mate, it's so clean, man. It's so good. And they got it in every toilet. It's so good. Yeah. Mate, that's what you people and I want that for So you bathroom. just hose yourself off. Hose it down. And then you don't need toilet roll at all. No, I'll give it a wipe. You've got to dry yourself off. You've got to dry it. And I need to make sure like all the residue is gone. Yeah. It's like washing a car. You can't just put water in it. You you gotta scrub it a bit. Yeah. So this might be the solution then. Yeah. Have you ever used one of those Japanese toilets? No. I don't know why more places don't have these Japanese toilets that I've heard so much about. That you sit on it and it has all different functions and it does a <laughs> spray. Like the one from Demolition Man. With three seashells. Oh, yeah, but they never show you the toilet, do they? No, they don't show you how They it just works. show how he doesn't want to use it. <laughs> he just gets fined, doesn't he? He's swearing at the machine. Demolition Man. That movie is pretty much spot on, isn't it? I love Demolition Man. It's very good. Like, they have really sort of predicted the direction of the world yeah. in that movie. It's very good, isn't it? Because you've got all the sort of political correctness of the police officers and they're sort of not as robust as they yeah. used to be, which I'm sad to say I think could possibly be the case. Um, and you have um, all the like sort of big, <laughs> all the restaurant chains are Taco Bells, aren't they? Yeah, 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 that's it. So it's like one company has taken over all the restaurants, which certainly from Milton Keynes' point of view is... <clears throat> Probably not a million miles there's off. There's a lot of franchises here, isn't there? They're mostly franchises. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's quite a few franchises here. They're, they're still nice gems, though. There's, a, I mean, it's, it's like everywhere. There's franchises everywhere. Yeah, but the franchises are so huge, aren't they? I mean, there's two Tim Hortons in Milton Keynes. I know. It's weird, isn't it? We don't need a two. random Canadian sort of yeah fast foods, and it feels very much not Canadian doesn't it it doesn't feel too Canadian to me and the food in there is basically if you go in there for breakfast it's the same as McDonald's yeah like it's almost identical yeah I mean how many McDonald's do we have loads right yeah we have so many McDonald's my brother um, lives in Oakham which is very small <laughs> sort of uh, town in Rutland and they actually had like protests when someone wanted to open a McDonald's really there. wow <laughs> yeah. Again, I think priorities are a bit common, man. They're a bit posh, though. someone wants to open a McDonald's, they have to buy the franchise, so it's still a business owner, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. So just let them do it. They were worried about it bringing an unsavory element. Oh, God. <laughs> I think what that's code for it brings poor people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cheap, isn't it? It used to be. Is it not? I feel like it's getting more expensive. I haven't 
had a McDonald's since I was 18. What's your go-to fast food? Hmm. Domino's. Domino's? Yeah. You surprised me, Jason. Really? Domino's. I like a pizza. Yeah. I, like I thought you would go for something like ooh, a Thai curry or a something. I know you're not big into Indian food. No. Um, but I didn't think you would say Domino's. Yeah, I love a Domino's pizza, mate. So would you say Domino's is the best type of pizza? No. You like thin or thick pizzas? Both. Both? I like both. But if I had to say to you, for the rest <laughs> of your life, you're only going to eat one type of pizza? Two questions. What's yeah. the base like and what's the topping like? Okay, thin. Thin? Thin and lots of meat. I like a ham and pineapple. Yeah. And you. I know I'm going to get some heat from it, but I like a ham and pineapple pizza. I like pineapple, but it's sweet, isn't it, mate? Yeah. It's sweet and delicious. I like the sweetness. Roast that pineapple. It's ham great. goes nicely on a pizza. It's not as fatty as like if you get like a pepperoni or salami. Yeah. So I don't feel like it's as greasy. I like a ham and pineapple. Me too. And I don't care who knows it. <laughs> well, they can do it Now I'm Chris. 35. I'm just like, you know, I'd, I'd, before I would hide it. I would. You know, if you're having a group dominoes, this used to happen to me at the Ryans all the time. I'd go to the Ryans and they'd be like, we're ordering dominoes. Okay. What does everybody want? And they'd look at me like, Chris, what do you like on your pizza? And I'm like, oh, no, no, it's cool. Like, I don't mind. I can eat anything. Like, yeah, but what type of pizza do you like? Well, my favorite, I suppose, is like a ham and pineapple. And they'd be like, okay, so we've ordered a meteor and a mighty meaty. Right. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> There's a great uh, pizza restaurant in Milton Keynes. Yeah. Romanelli's. Romanelli's. Yeah. Shout out to Romanelli's. Yeah, very good. They do do a good pizza. They, yeah. is, is it Romanelli's that do a pizza outside the club as well? No, that is, and I can never remember the name of it, but he's also very good. Oh, he is, is he? He is from Sicily. I'm yeah. I'm trying to up the name. It begins with M, uh, but he does do a very good pizza as well. Yeah. He's got a nice little pizza oven that he cooks things in. Um, and I like. Yeah, I, I love those it. pizza vans. Malag, Malavog, Malavoglia. Yeah. There you go, Malavoglia. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to those. Yeah, he's only got two hundred followers on Instagram. I mean, change the name, mate. Might be his name. Romanelli's is a better name. Makes sense, doesn't it? Roman. Elliot. Yeah. Perfect. Right? Easy to spell. This is. I feel like this is a little bit of free advice to anybody that's starting a business, your name does need to phonetically be easy to spell. Yeah. Because if it isn't, it's going to cause people problems when they try to remember and Google it. And this is the one. I can't... You can't f- even find this guy and you're trying. Yeah. Like, who who thinks it's a good idea to come up with like a brand name that like you can't remember? Like, yeah. You just not really thought it through. It's very hard, isn't it? But I bet Romanelli's is there. Oh, look at that. Romanelli's. Yeah. Yeah, baby. I'm they gonna, win the branding war. They win the branding war. But they've got more followers. No? Yes. Yeah. I was asking how many followers they have. Oh, 1,300. Yeah, see, a lot more. Yeah. That's there you are. Isn't it? <clears throat> but they're really not branded. I, I like Romanelli's. Yeah. That's why we weren't allowed to call the podcast the Better Than Average <laughs> Jiu Jitsu podcast, podcast with Chris and Jay. <laughs> like I wanted. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that acronym? <laughs> do it. Go do the acronym right now. Oh, God. <laughs> T B T A J J P W C A J. He did it. Easy. That is quite catchy, actually. <laughs> it's like the version of ESPN that does dodgeball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Ocho or whatever yeah. it is. It's also that guy from Beverly Hills Cop 3. Billy. Billy. I've never. This is gonna. This is gonna upset you. I've never seen Beverly Hills Cop. What? Really? No. It's so good, man. Never seen it, mate. The the first one is excellent. It's very very good, and the yeah. second one's very fun. You gotta watch Beverly Hills Cop. Never seen it. So, presumably, a, it's a comedy. Mm, it's Eddie Murphy, isn't it? It is funny, but I wouldn't say it's specifically a comedy. It's really not actually. It's more like a thriller. Like an action movie. But like Bad Boys is a comedy kind slash of, thriller. Yes, man. Yeah. And it, it's better than Bad Boys, man. It wipes the floor. Better than Bad Boys. Wipes the floor with Bad Boys, man. Oh, I love <clears> Bad Boys. Yeah, well, you watch Beverly Hills Cop. That, for me, Bad Boys, and I re- I actually really like Bad Boys too. Yeah. Like there's just the right amount of comedy in that movie. I do too. I like yeah. Bad Boys too. I love it when he takes those um, ecstasy tablets. 
He's pinned his... <laughs> and it's like stroking the leather seats. <laughs> oh, it's a feng shui. <laughs> then he gets an erection. <laughs> I really like... I really Mate, like Bad Boys. I, so all these movies, you know what? Forget everything I've asked you to watch. Watch Beverly Hills Cop. I'm not going to do it because there's so many movies that I've asked you to watch that you refuse to watch. Oh, I've watched one of them. What movies have you watched that I've asked you to watch? Zero. You haven't asked me. Yeah, but you asked me to watch things like The Raid. That's excellent. <laughs> but you should really watch Beverly Hills Cop. It's such an 80s movie. Oh, maybe we should. What we should do is get a few of the boys together, 80s movie night, Beverly Hills Cop. Yep, or just you as soon as possible. <laughs> Come on, the music. It's, it's like cultural. Axel F. Is it? What's the music? I love the 80s music. There you go, mate. Come on. I tell you what I watched the other day, which rekindled my love for 80s music. I watched Air on Amazon Prime. Have you seen this? Air. So this is about the Air Jordans. Oh, I won't watch it. It's really good, actually. So it's um, all about the um, shoes that Nike made for basketball. Mm. And I didn't realize they were really (laughs) struggling to sell basketball shoes before they made the Air Jordans. Yeah which are obviously, if you're into trainers, like an iconic brand now. And it's all about them trying to convince Michael Jordan to basically affiliate with their brand, which he doesn't really want to do. Um, And it's fascinating. But the opening credits of that movie, I do this thing where it takes me and Lou so long to choose a movie that sometimes I will choose one and say, if you're not into it in the first 10 minutes, we'll turn it over. Yeah. Okay? Because I'm going to spend at least half an hour trying to choose one. Yeah. So I put the movie on. First 10 minutes, opening credits, Money for Nothing by Dire Straits, all clips from the 80s. I was like, got you, didn't it? I'm into it. It got you. What an intro that song has. Okay, so I can guarantee then Beverly Hills Cop will suck you in immediately because of the the, um, music straight away. Really? Yeah. The music gets me. So the the intro to Beverly Hills Cop, the music is brilliant, mate. What, yeah, so that is the, the music that you were just uh, singing. No, that's Axel F. That comes in later. That comes in later. Yeah, but it's um, the heat is on. Because the other one that got me with the music straight away was uh, Ready Player One. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's like Van Halen, isn't it? Yeah, I love Van Halen. Yeah. I've got one, only one Van Halen fact, which I think I've said before. I've only got one. He, uh, he never got to number one, did he, in the charts? That's wild, isn't it? Yeah, because Jump was the closest to get to number I one. I can't believe Jump wasn't a number one. But do you know why it wasn't number one? Yeah. Beat It was number one. And Van Halen that did is the guitar to, be fair. to beat it. That is a great so, you know, he, So he was technically involved in the number one tune. He just wasn't number one. Yeah. Anyway, the heat is on, mate. I was going to ask you what your favourite bit of guitar is, but there's no point because you're not really... Van Halen eruption. So you are into music. Yeah, I like music. You're such an enigma. You no. keep these little, you keep these little things hidden, don't you? So when I asked you about music for your desert island, no, nah, not into music. No, I didn't but say then that. you're I like my care. favorite bit of guitar I is eruption, <laughs> which is not it's not one of their singles. No, it's like an so intro. you're into music. Yeah, but I don't need it on desert island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hunting, baby. Not jamming. Yeah, you need like a you know slapping a bit. Ma- you could <laughs> slapping a bit. You need like a bit of Mars God of War from uh, Gustav Holtz while you're hunting, don't you? No, nah, just fine. Just, just the breathing. I'd use the music to drive the animals to me, <laughs> and then it would just be you know the killing fields. Then. Just stare around the poo that you haven't cleaned up. <laughs> They'll come to you there, mate. I'd be dead in minutes, mate. I would. I would not survive on a desert island. I'm not tough enough. Yeah. Like I do not have those survival skills. I'd cover myself in mud a lot. Me and uh my brothers did a survival day. All right. <clears throat> so this was quite cool. So we went and did one of these like build your own shelter survival days. But there's two groups of people, right? Everybody's all coming together for day one. But there are people like us that are doing the day. Yeah. So we go, we learn how to start a fire, which um was not as easy as I thought it was gonna be. L- build our own shelters hard sign of fire isn't it huh yeah yeah, it is i realized that one of the guys though did show me this thing which was surprisingly easy where you get like a tampon and you separate it because it's got loads of fluff in it and you put like a pepper or something and just looking at me really confused (laughs) (laughs) 
you go you put some pepper or something in it something that's gritty like a bit of grit or a bit of ash from an old fire and then you rub it between two planks starts fire so fast i did not know that really fast i don't need my fire starter but a tampon is in my survival kit is it mm-hmm. what are you using that for other than starting fires my fanny <laughs> nose please no it is actually a fire because of all the just for of, fires the amount of um wool you get in there is incredible yeah so that's in your survival mm-hmm. kit in my survival kit okay so trench entrenchment tool tampon and <laughs> well, fire t- starter one of those flint yeah type perfect, fire yeah. starters yeah they're great <clears throat> okay you can sometimes get them attached to a knife can't you can you yeah you can get them attached to a, a survival knife like a gerber yeah knife they're, they're, like gerber is probably the go-to tool and that's because you can cut um it's like serrated on one side and yeah. you can do all sorts with it yeah it's really good yeah because the bayonet's rubbish mate i'm i'm saying <laughs> that it's fair to say that you're going to survive longer on this island than i am i might be all right i'm gonna have more fun doing it <laughs> with your music <laughs> i'll get my music going <laughs> i'll be sending out <laughs> yeah, i am I, um, I don't want to get stranded on a desert island it'll be rubbish <laughs> i'd eat insects though loads of insects yeah just crunch them away yeah you could eat any insect can't you pretty much i don't know if that's true but i have heard that yeah well, i think they've got bags of protein your biggest problem is water where do you get water from well you know i need one of those things from the hunger games that you stick into a tree which you wouldn't know about because you never watch the hunger games but it's like a tap Right. You bang it into the tree and water comes up. That does not happen. Does that exist in that, real that life? That does not happen ever. <laughs> There's a gap in the market for one of these. So if you're thinking about inventing <laughs> something, one of these things that you knock into a tree from the Hunger Games, that's what we need. Mm. A you, spile. You, oh, <laughs> you also need to boil your water. What do you do that in? Oh, so you need a container. Mm. Oh. So we always used to have metal cups, didn't we, in the army? Metal cups. So that you can boil your water in it. Yeah. That's always oh, quite that's... handy to have. So you, you need like some sort of metal container. But yeah, some sort of some bamboo you can use and you can heat that up. And it so can... what do you think the bare minimum, if you were, let's say we're going to send you into the forest in the UK. So weather being what it is in the UK. Mm-hmm. So rainy and gloomy yeah. mostly. Um, what is your minimal level of stuff that you think you need to survive a month? Uh definitely your entrenching tool you need that fire starter you need your metal cup you um <clears throat> you need your your kit so you need your waterproofs you need your fleece and you need to have a good wet and dry routine so when you're in bed oh you need your bedding as well you do really need that bedding that's really handy to have so a roll mat bivy bivy bag bivy bag to for your dos bag to go inside a bivy bag yeah for your dos bag to go inside so that doesn't get wet right um and a uh, a tarp, and some sort of tarp, tarp so that you can sleep under it. Yeah, so you're not wet at night. Yeah, that's what you need. So you go to bed in your dry clothes, and you get up, put your wet ones back yeah. on. That's exactly it. Um, waterproofs are always good to have. You need your waterproofs, of course, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, especially so socks. as long as you can stay dry. You only need two pairs of socks, because while one's drying in your pockets, put them in your pockets to dry. You put them in your pockets to dry. Mm-hmm. Body heat. And it works through the rest of your clothes. I would not have thought of this. Put them in your pockets to dry them. Mm-hmm. In- interesting. That's good, like, isn't it? They'll dry in your pockets. They'll dry in your pockets. I feel like I need to test this. Merino wool, though. Don't use cotton socks. A wool socks. You need to eat your merino wool socks. Yeah. yeah. Like I wear when I go kayaking. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, merino wool's perfect. Well, you scoffed at me when I said I wore woolen, long woolen socks when I went kayaking. Yeah, because they're not really a water... Uh, clothes are they mate not yeah like but they can still keep you dry they keep you kind of warm don't they mm. if they get wet mm. no a water shoe probably would have been better mate a water shoe <laughs> yeah I don't know that neoprene water shoe probably would have been better for you yeah that's what Sean had probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your woolen socks he had better stuff than me for sure yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But he's used to it isn't he he's prepared yeah Utrinque process remember that so you need uh, Utrinque process yeah ready for anything yeah there you go mate yeah. Throwback to one of the earlier and podcasts. Wahoo Muhammad. Wahoo Muhammad, yeah. The two, the two mantras of the <laughs> parachute, parachute regiment. Don't use those very much, do we? <laughs> I think they've probably downplayed the Wahoo Muhammad one in recent years. Why do they still s- publicise that as a... <laughs> no. 
So if you're in the parachute regiment, you know. And if you're not in the parachute regiment, then you just know the Latin. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. I think post-Second World War, they're like, well, we shouldn't use it anymore. <laughs> it was like never really okay, but it's really not yeah, okay they use now. this in East Africa, so we just copied them. That's pretty much how it came about. I told you, that's what the British do. Yeah, we just copy and take. <laughs> we're like, yeah, that's ours. Yeah, but we're trying to help, aren't we, mate? We, we mean well. <laughs> we do. I was going to say something else, but I know you want to cut it out of the podcast. <laughs> Don't, go Don't go there. Don't go there. Do with a bit of an influence. Don't go there. <laughs> do you like your clean water? Correct. Don't go there. Do you like equality? Do not go there. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I just do not know what to say. You're becoming harder and harder to keep like a rain on. Why has that come up as my thing? Look, look what's coming up as my suggested music to play. The French National Anthem. <laughs> yeah. That was last week, guys. It's because it's established that we now play the French National Anthem, but this time every week. How mad is that? I've never done it at once. It could have become a thing. I've never done it at once. Favourite National Anthem. What are you saying? I ain't got one, mate. No. <clears throat> I like the uh, song that they sing for the Irish rugby team. That's a good one. What's that? If you know, you know. Is it anything, you would to, do know with, it. anything to do with Lucky Charms? <laughs> no, it's not. But they don't sing. Uh, they don't sing the national anthem. No? They sing a different one. Yeah. I mean, you said something about our national anthem last week, which I was like, "Oh, that's a good point." So it's not about the country; it's about the uh, monarchy. Yeah, controversially, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Like, I think there's much better spirited traditional English songs than the English national anthem. The Philippines got a good anthem. Has it? It's happy. Is it? It's happy and sunny. Isn't it? Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Can't remember it. <laughs> can't remember it. You can't, can't sing it. Can't sing it. I couldn't even recognize it. You don't put it, the old hand on your heart when that one goes off. No. 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 So tell me about what's been going on at training this week because I haven't trained all week because no. I was in Centre Parks at the weekend, yep. uh, which was wicked. Um, <clears throat> celebrating Christine's 60th, so my mother in law's 60th birthday. Wow. So that was cool. Get a bus pass in. Whole, <laughs> whole family together, which was really nice. Amazing. Absolute carnage. Okay, yeah. Yeah, absolute carnage, but really enjoyable. Because you don't like them, do you, really? You're forced to <laughs> hang out with them. That's what you said earlier. <laughs> Jay, that's that's going to cause me heat. Even though it's not true, that's still going to cause me heat. Chris, like, that's really smart. This is fucking expensive. <laughs> How are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I had a really good time. Yeah. The only downside, we had the kids and the dog in our in our lodge. So there's two lodges. Was it that dog that you told me about? One has got the kids, four kids under seven, and one dog. <laughs> and one of them has got just the adults. <laughs> so the kids' lodge is probably feeling it this Ooh. week. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> it was really nice, but I, I came back pretty tired. <laughs> yeah. And Santa Box is quite expensive, isn't it? It's expensive to go, it's expensive to stay, isn't it? It is expensive, but I love it. Yeah. I've never been like, there. I can really see why people like it. Yeah. For someone like you that likes activities, it yeah. is good. That's pretty good, um, isn't it? We did uh, laser clay pigeon shooting. Where, Sorry? I know. You, you shoot a laser at the the pigeons and, and they just explode. Yeah, obliterate. <laughs> no, so you the technology shoot. technology they have. So because it's center parks, you can't, you can't have people shooting shotguns, right? <laughs> So what they have is what feels like a shotgun when you hold it, but it's actually a laser gun and it reacts to the clays. Um, and you basically like, you know, if you hit the clay by the light that comes up and it scores you automatically. I know so, shotguns don't have recoil, but the guns, are they able to mimic the recoil? They don't mimic recoil okay. at all. Which I actually think is a little bit of a shame, but I don't suppose there's any way for them to mimic it. There is, um, but not on shotguns, I guess. Because the thing is, is you're getting that recall from the explosion, aren't you? You are. So we used to use, and I'm not saying they do this, but they're, they're, there's digital SA-80 shooting ranges. Oh, really? Yeah, and you used to fire in this digital setting, so the, the rifle was always zeroed. I mean, and, but they used to mimic the recoil, so you used to fire, and it used to, used to recoil, which is mad. Oh, so it's got like a mechanism yeah, in there that sort of gives you a little which is, punch. Yeah, which is mad, isn't it? Like, this is crazy. It's feels almost identical. That would be really cool if they did that, um, but they don't, unfortunately. So when it doesn't make any noise either. Yeah. So it's just like a click, like a like a little beep. Yeah. 
but it's really it was really fun actually because it's scoring you automatically so you can instantly see like whether you've hit you know who's shooting better than who now that is quite good isn't it I was tragic for the first couple of rounds. <laughs> I literally missed everything. Um, but yeah, I got there in the end. If it makes you feel better, I'm not very good at shotguns. You're not very good at shotguns? No. I'm better with rifles. Yeah. It's the two very different methods of shooting. Yeah. I heard from an armed policeman, I know that a lot of the military guys that he, he met, he was like, they needed to like be retrained on shooting because yeah. they shoot completely different to yeah. how you would shoot as like a armed policeman in the UK. Yeah, it's, it's, it was it's, like they're like a bit <laughs> spray and pray. <laughs> I think um, civilians are better probably at picking up shotgunning with with clay pigeons than, than if you've been trained with a weapon. Because if you've only been predominantly trained with rifles, you know how to rifle and you know your marksmanship principles, which are out of the window completely when it comes to using a shotgun. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm, there we go. Right. Interesting, eh? Didn't know that. So tell me about training. What's been going on this week? Well, not much, mate. So there's a co- some competitions coming up, which some people are doing. There's English. You're doing that, right? No, well, I'm doing one of them. Um, Nogi. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. Yeah, now uh, you're taking those pajamas off, mate. You've been liberated. That's good, isn't it? You're free now. You can nogi. <laughs> I'm free. You're free. Um, so there's English Open, which some people are doing. Your ne- nogi stuff's going to get tighter and tighter as well. Yeah. Oh, mate, I enjoy it. I thought of you the other day because saw a post. I want to say it was a Tom DeBlas post about the fact that you should wear um, shorts over your spats. <laughs> and I was like, Jay's not going to like this. <laughs> why? It doesn't make sense. Again, it doesn't make any sense. So you need to hide the package. But why is it hidden anyway under spats? <laughs> Where are you hiding it from? Are you, are you, uh, uh, genuinely, what are you hiding? The bulge? It's like a modesty thing, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> put the put those uh, shorts over the spats so that you're not flashing your gear. But you're not. It's under the spats. Yeah, but it's just like squished in there, isn't it? It's fine. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Look, you know everyone's got a dick and balls, probably. So it doesn't matter if it's bulging, does it? <laughs> it's just a bit unnecessary. Guys of the 80s with those super tight jeans. You know the ones that used to call, cause like testicular problems? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, they used to go, Genuinely to, the doc- used they used to, to, go cause, to the doctor, didn't they? They used to cause testicular problems. Yeah, they're like, doctor, my balls hurt. And, and it's because say, the jeans... Your jeans are too tight. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. In the 80s? Yeah. Like Freddie Mercury style tight sort of jeans yeah, that have like very little tight. give in them. Because you've got a good technology for skinny jeans now. Yeah, they've stretched. They're basically yeah. like leggings, aren't yeah, they? didn't have it back then. So you'd have to wear like denim... Yeah. <laughs> you put your skinny jeans in the tumble dryer what? and that's it you know you might that? start a fire mate that's crazy right <laughs> yeah I know not, not much has been happening at the academy like, some people are competing this weekend for the English Open uh, you're not competing no it's my wife's birthday weekend, oh, so yeah. I'm not doing that and then the weekend after is that the right the second yeah I'm competing then nice at a masters competition a master's come and they've moved you up a weight class, I hear. <clears throat> they have moved you up for a weight class for the gi. So you're going to have to fight with the not big boys because you're a ridiculously small weight class to start with. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to fight with the <laughs> munchkin class. <laughs> These middleweights. <laughs> middleweights. Those tiny little middleweights. These middleweights. Um, I don't mind finding a middleweight. That's fine. Speaking of, uh, I've got to tell you, I had to go to the doctor's this week to pick up this uh, machine to like test my sleep, right? Had to do my height. I can officially say I'm six foot three. Are you? Yeah. You've been saying six foot two. I've been saying six foot two and a half. Have you? You're definitely six three. Oh, six three. You do seem quite tall, mate. I've hit the six three. You do seem quite tall. I'm I'm calling it. I'm six three. Yeah, he is. You, I never felt so good in my life <laughs> as when I saw that. Chris is. It's big. weird the things that it's the weird the things that get you, isn't it? Chris is as tall as a rock, mate. <laughs> as tall as a rock. <laughs> I think he's only six two, isn't he? Six three, mate. It's official. Is the Rock six three? Uh, I I ooh, thought he was six two. I might be taller than the Rock. Chris is taller than the Rock. That's how big Chris is. I got to deal with that. <laughs> at Jiu Jitsu, uh, he's not exactly. I wish I was as big as the he's Rock. He's not a small six three. <laughs> you saw the photo we put on the other day. Chris is jacked, fully dressed, one hundred and ten kilos. <laughs> wow, heavy. Yeah. That is heavy. That's... I could stand to lose a few kilos. Yeah. <laughs> you are thirty five kilos heavier than me. Yeah, you are one. Large German Shepherd. You felt all 35 of those kilos when I nearly armbarred you the other day, right? Fucking hell, mate. Nearly. Your face when I was, <laughs> when I started extending that armbar, your face was a peach. 
If I um, and I know what I did wrong as well. What's that? Didn't hook your head enough. Didn't yeah, like. Didn't like back heel it enough. So thirty-five get, kilos didn't work. You managed to wriggle those little cauliflower ears out. If I was fighting someone thirty-five kilos lighter than me, I'd have finished them all the time, mate. You probably wouldn't, because you're probably accustomed to fighting someone bigger. No. Nah. Because they wouldn't give you the space that I give you. I'll test it on the children tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true, actually. This is the thing. Like, And plus, I'm holding <laughs> all of those 35 kilos off, so I don't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, I am. No, you're not. I, I keep them face. off, mate. I see your face, mate. Next week, mate, I'm going to put... I think I'm, I'm the only one I'm gonna give you the full. Off. I'm going to give you the full pressure next week. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. I'm going to squidge those cauliflowers <laughs> to the point where they go flat like pancakes. <laughs> You're going to hurt yourself, Chris. <laughs> they are solid. Yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> They're literally bone in there. Gonna, the Rock. I'm still trying to find his height, mate. So, yeah. So, what has been happening? Uh, you can't believe the heights that you see on the internet for people. Oh, they say he's 6'5". I don't believe I don't it. think he's 6'5", mate. I don't think he's 6'5". Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's 6'5", mate. I reckon he's a similar height. 6'2", 6'3". Someone says, I'm 6'12". So, no, you're not. 6'6". Nah. I don't know. I don't believe it, mate. There are rugby players that are pushing seven foot. That's ludicrous. It is. Isn't it? That is absolutely ludicrous. It's disgusting. Yeah. If anything. Um, Luke, strange yesterday. Uh, you know Luke? Have you met Luke? Don't know as I have. Like, that's the thing. Because of the days that I train and being very specific now, I often don't cross paths with people for a while. He's great. He's uh, he's, he's quite new to jiu-jitsu, but he's come from the army. He's the one that's told me about the army training now is completely different to what I'm used to. So where what regiment was he? I think he said it was the Anglians. What's the Anglians? Fishmen. <laughs> Fishing anglers, regiment. The Anglers, no. <laughs> What's what the Anglians? Anglians? <clears throat> they're just they're, they're an infantry unit. Infantry regiment. Oh, okay. Yeah. So same as the rifles or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, rifles, Mercians, Anglians, parachute regiment. So he's working for a infantry. living then. Work for a living, mate. Yeah, and, he's uh, carrying shit around and running around. He looks like Jake Gyllenhaal with better hair. Does he? Yeah. Handsome dude. Handsome dude, mate, yeah. You're a bit jealous of this guy. I like him. <laughs> I like the look of him. <laughs> I like him, mate. I like him a lot. Here he is. There's Luke there, mate. This is the thing. When you go to a jiu-jitsu club, the purple belts will often be checking out the white belts, but it's Jay is checking out the male white belts that come in. That's me, mate. <laughs> Those that have got like decent vigorosity. Like, come here. Come roll with me. Um, yeah, Luke's great. So he, but- Decent vigorosity and decent posture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a strong man. He's a strong dude as well. Loves a scrap. Nice one. He's competing at the English Open. Is Ooh, it? But what you will like though. So, so he's brand new and he's competing. Mate, he competed. So he started in May, he said, May or June. He was at the Surrey Open that I was at. Competing. So how long had he been like training when he competed? Okay, so this is a question for you. I've got thoughts on this. Mm. One or two months in to train him, should you compete? If you want. I think you should. If you want. It doesn't matter. Because it? I think you're going to potentially take losses in that first competition anyway. Yeah. May as well get them out of the way. And I think you will learn a lot by going. Yeah. I, I as long as you know enough jujitsu to keep yourself safe. Exactly. You know, I mean, I know they say maybe have a an escape from every position, maybe have a sweep from certain positions in a submarine position. I, I think that's quite a nice little rule. And you could learn it in a couple of months. I'm a brown belt and I'm not really sure I've even got an escape from every position. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rely a lot on not getting into positions. <laughs> It's hard to get in a position. I keep telling people, look, choke Chris, he's lovely to choke, but you've got to get to your neck. Pre- prevention is better than cure for sure. Get to your neck is really hard. <laughs> you need the escape from every position so that you have confidence to execute your jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Because if you're not confident in your ability to escape, you will never be good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like that's just the reality of it because you will always have to, you'll always have to minimize risk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you know, yeah, I'm going to try and avoid to get stuck, <laughs> especially in a comp, because the thing is, is people, you can escape, but you need people to be transitioning or going for subs or yeah. doing something. Yeah. In order to escape. Yeah. In order to, to escape. It out, right? Because it's very hard to escape if someone's doing nothing. Explode, 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 explode. I'm tired. <laughs> right. That's pretty much what happens. So with um, uh, the comp, all stars masters is coming up in in northampton and they're doing six minute rounds for everyone over blue belt okay i, I like that i think it's great mm. it's a good idea i think there should be more of that i think they need to unify the rules a bit for the sport there's too many rule sets there are but 
At the end, you get everywhere. Even in MMA, you get that across different states and athletic commissions. You get different rule sets. Well, the established rules for MMA are pretty established, aren't they? No, there are variances. I know that things like one have different rules in terms of like kicks on the ground and stuff. No, no, no. But even even some different athletic state commissions have different rules that you can do in different states in America, which is that blows my mind. Like sometimes some elbows are allowed in certain positions, some aren't. Yeah, but the UFC standardizes it, doesn't it? No, it's still down to the athletic state commission. So some states have different rules. So if 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 a state says that you can do a downward elbow, yeah, would you get disqualified if you did that in a UFC fight? No, I don't believe so. So there's a. I feel like you would. Let's have a look. There's a different because uh, oh, I've sure. never seen a downward elbow in a UFC fight that's been allowed. State rules set. Um, there's, a, there's some. <clears throat> right, I don't know what even know what to Google to be honest. I feel like the UFC standardise a lot. They do, but I know there are some different rules because I remember the commentators talking about it once, saying it's hard sometimes going between different states because you're allowed to do some things in one that you're not in the other. Interesting. Which is weird. I can't remember exactly what it was, though. But I mean, it makes sense that you would have the commission define what the rules are, this is but I would have thought they defined the maximum sort of threshold for the rule, and then if you wanted to go lower than that, you could do. Yeah, it's from 2017. Interesting. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Did you see the news about the PFL and Bellator? I did. So that's interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? So PFL have purchased Bellator. Yep. Which feels like a very good move for them. Yeah, probably. Because it's basically what the UFC, they're following that same playbook that the UFC did when, when they, they bought, bought Strikeforce Stry- and Pride and stuff. WEC. They're taking all that talent into their roster. It's exciting. Yeah, it's a very good call, isn't it? Like, I'd be interested to see what their next event looks like. And the PFL does do a pretty good job of, like, promoting uh, their fighters these days. Like, you know who some of the PFL fighters are in a way that you didn't used to. I could see three. Yeah, but three's more than what you would have known five years ago. Can you name the three that I'm thinking of? It's the same. Uh, Is it Kayla Harrison? Yeah, Kayla Harrison. Um... Who are the other two? Mm, no, I couldn't name the other two. You, you know one of them. I would know it when you tell me, I'm sure. Francis? Oh, yeah, Francis and Garnier. Is he given, right? I still consider him a UFC man. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Jake Paul. Jake Paul, yeah, I can think so of So there's only three I can really think of. I deliberately didn't mention Jake Paul. <laughs> I know you've got um, things like uh, Cyborg. Chris Cyborg might, may, now may fight Kayla Harrison. That would be good to watch. Yeah, but Ken Harrison lost the last fight, so it'll be good to Does still Chris see Cyborg still have it in her? Because she's getting getting on a bit now, right? Yeah. She was a beast, though. She was, wasn't she? And she still is. Yeah. She still is. So it'll be interesting to see. But I know even those weight cuts, so 145 pounds are hard for her because she's got a lot of muscle. Mm. But doesn't does having a lot of muscle not help you with a weight cut? I think, well, it depends how much muscle you got. Because if your muscle is... It's, 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 it holds a lot of water weight though it does hold a lot of water weight but it can just hold a lot of weight in general just because of what it is I thought I thought I'd heard that cutting weight when you've got a lot of muscle is sort of easier because you can dehydrate the muscle and then so, rehydrate okay so, so in terms of that yes you can dehydrate the muscle but if you're carrying a lot of muscle mass anyway then it's going it to make you heavier then yeah. it's, it's heavier as it is and it's harder to cut muscle than it is body fat yeah um, that's why I don't like to have too many muscles <laughs> Don't want to crush us even more. Don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be too muscly. Do you find it so weird that you'll never know what it's like to be the small guy at the club and I'll never know what it's like to be the big guy at the club. We get one life and we'll never know what it's like on the other side. We can just hear other people's opinions of it. I, I disagree with you. What do you mean? Because I know what it's like to be small. What do you mean? What, you know, when I was 10, I was your size. Do you didn't do jiu-jitsu when you were 10? <laughs> I might have done traditional jiu-jitsu. Really? The smallest you felt is against people like Dom. The smallest I felt is when I used to play seniors rugby as a 17-year-old. Because I was tall, but I was 12 and a half, 13 kilos. You just have to grow into your your size. To grow into the frame. So fit as anything, could run for days. But I was like, you know, and and reasonably strong, but light. And that weight obviously makes a difference when you're taking impact on the rugby pitch. So that's when I, I sort of appreciated being a small person. Wow. Um, because some of those boys that are playing seniors rugby are gigantic. You know, 18 stone plus. That's scary, isn't it? Yeah, mental now that you think about it. Um, So yeah, that's the only time I've really felt small. But 
Yeah, right. You'll never know what it's like to be a big guy. Which is weird, isn't it? I'm sorry, mate. Actually, I did in the I'm going to say it rocks. I, I did in the <laughs> Philippines, mate. It doesn't, actually. Not for jiu-jitsu, it doesn't. No. Rock. No. No, I, do, I don't think it does, actually. I think no, it, can, it, it can be a hindrance if you allow it to be. Yeah. It's definitely the case that you, um, that you struggle with the sort of uh, dichotomy of having to apply your competition jiu-jitsu and apply the smash in competitions to having to be respectful of training partners in training. Yeah. You know, if you're a guy, and I'm not, you know, hugely heavy in comparison to some people that will walk into a jiu-jitsu club. You know, if you're, you know, if you're Tom Aspinall size and you need to be putting the smash on people, you know. Yeah, people see him walk into the gym like, oh, fuck. They must be like, oh, my God. Oh, not again. <laughs> so bad. It's 265 pounds. You're like, this yeah. motherfucker's in It's going to be bad. We've got a new guy that's like called Ryan, and he's 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 brand new to jiu-jitsu. Used to play, was it hockey? I don't know. Um, anyway, he's 130 kilos. Is he? Yeah. I haven't met this guy yet. Oh, he's big. Yeah. Hey, big. Those... Um, those big guys, it's a, it's sometimes a bit of a rude awakening first jiu-jitsu session, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes. I think <laughs> it was for him, but he can't come back, though. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he hasn't been back this week, but it yeah. must be a shock, right? That's where you learn what people are made of. Yes. First jiu-jitsu session, it's like a big guy. You come in, people start, to, people start to smash you. And uh, if you don't come back, you know you've got an ego problem. Yeah, if you don't come back, then you are whack. If you've been to a one jiu-jitsu session and not come back... You've got to check the ego, yeah. Because you have a you have an ego problem. It's interesting because I told you about some people. Well, you, we know some people that have come back, and some people just say it's just too hard, isn't it? And is that still ego? The sport's not for everyone. I've got no issue with people saying that the sport is not for them. They don't really like it. They don't like the rough and tumble. But I think if you're a big guy that walked into a jiu-jitsu club, then your mentality probably instantly yeah. it's going to be different from that See, like we, that's not going to be your issue your issue is going to be like you don't like being the nail because you're not used to that some remember um, we're not going to call them up by name but we've had people join up and and this year as well they've been like oh i've done this and i I've did this and i competed in different places in the world and then you get them on the mat and it's like you've given up <laughs> and they, they haven't come back have they there's i don't a, know who you're talking there's about there's been a few this year you mentioned them to have me. you yeah yeah, yeah. You don't even think it. You just purge them from your mind when they go. I just purge them. They're dead to me. It's a weakness. Get out. Get out of my head. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, when when new people walk into the mat, I'm going to probably show them that the jiu-jitsu is going to work for the first 30 seconds. And then I'm going to pretty much take it easy on them. Yeah. So <laughs> if they don't come back after that, if they don't want to spar after that, then I'm like, it's not the right spot for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's only going to get worse for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. once you get good, you're going to start to get both barrels. That's true. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be coming after you then. And then yeah, you're going to get the, work, you? then you're going to get the cross faces and the mount pressure and stuff like that. Mother's milk. Oh, I'm mother milk a new person. <laughs> I've got no issue with that. <laughs> for me, you? that's a hazing ritual. Who did I see your mother? It used recently? to be baseball back chokes. Really? It was like someone was christened when I caught them with a baseball back choke. And I'm like, yeah, you've had your one. Do now. you still do them? Sometimes. Yeah. It's a bit of a Hail Mary. Okay. You throw that baseball bat choke up when you're getting your guard passed. I tried it can to, be quite a I tried to do it too and you arm barbed me. You <laughs> do you remember is, when I just reached up for the face? <laughs> that is a risk. <laughs> I was like, I oh, don't do that then. <laughs> Chris, I've got to go for a drive. Oh, I'll well. go to Oxford. You're going all the way to Oxford? Yeah, go to Oxford. Enjoy. I yeah. love Oxford. Yeah, but I won't. <laughs> Will you be bumming around there or you got to wait? Uh, about 20 minutes and then back. Oh. Have fun, mate. Enjoy. I know. Nice. Where can they find us, Jay? Like Meta. Meta. Better than average pod. Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a five star review. Yep. And then there's uh, a new yeah. feature on our on our podcasting um stats. And Is it's there? it's got yeah, reach. It talks about reach and things like that. Have you seen this? How many accounts are reaching? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, a lot more accounts than our listeners. Oh no, sorry, impressions. <laughs> impressions. What the hell is this? 9,000 Spotify impressions. I have no idea if that's good. What the hell does that mean? We need to ask Roy and Miguel, how many impressions do they get? A lot more than us. So on the 18th of November, we got a hell of a lot of impressions. And I don't know how or why. I don't know what that means. Spotify home, Spotify searches, 7,000, mate. 
If you've got advice on marketing uh, a podcast, DM them. It, Jay loves the DMs from people <laughs> that market podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I'm a podcast uh, expert. <laughs> I'm a podcast expert. Check out my profile. Five followers. <laughs> Go do one, mate. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not into like seeing how many followers people have to see if they're legit. But you what I will say is, if you don't even have more than five friends it's unlikely you're going to be good at your job. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> You've got to have at least five friends with you. Yeah, we had one that was very persistent, didn't we? <laughs> Give me chance. Okay, and the thing is, I was I was like nicely rejecting him and then you were starting sending him gifts. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't one was Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man laughing, wasn't it? Yeah. That was perfect. So yeah, if you get a response from Better Than Average Pod and it's a bit harsh, it's probably from Jay. If it's overly polite, it's probably from <laughs> That is true. <laughs> right. Over and out. Bye.